Good morning, and we are joined at this time by the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Indiana, Suzanne Crouch. Good morning to you, Mrs. Crouch. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Oh, pretty good. It's a little cold, but, uh, you know, not too bad, actually, in the uh, southeastern part of the state. And I understand that uh, you drove uh, from Indianapolis to uh, back home to Evansville, and you ran into some snow. Yeah, it, it, the sub, southwestern corner of the state did get a fair amount of snow, and um, actually sitting in Evansville as we speak, looking out the window, it's very pretty. Uh, roads were good, so that was that was that was that was okay. So I'm uh, happily in uh, the southwestern corner of the state, looking out at the snow. All right. So always, always a good thing, and uh, good to know that uh, that Indot was on the ball. So uh, and got you home safely to Evansville, and uh, and of course uh, you're up in the Indianapolis this week. The State House, uh, that's where uh, everything was going as the uh, legislative session uh, gets underway. And uh, from your standpoint, can you give us a, a recap of the first week of the session? Well, the first week of the session um, was pretty busy. Uh, a lot of Bills are being filed. I think today is the deadline for filing bills. So we will see a flurry of activity continue today uh, as legislators file their bills. There will be, I'm guesstimating, there will be somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 1,200 bills that will be filed in both the House and the Senate. And of those bills, we're going to see between three and 400 that will actually become law. Uh, but The session days were very short because here at the beginning of session, uh, the bills are actually being introduced on the floor, and that starts the committee process, which then starts to get the bills to the floor of the House and the Senate. Uh, But one of the things, um, and of course, as lieutenant governor, Constitutionally, I serve as president of the Senate. But one of the things that did happen this week is the governor and I released our agenda for 2022, our legislative and policy agenda. And then, of course, the House and the Senate released their agendas. And uh, we in the administration focused on our five pillars and how we can put in place policy that will support those pillars. And, of course, those five pillars are Um, strengthening our economy, investing in our infrastructure, creating a 21st century workforce, uh, focusing on public health, and then creating great government service at a great taxpayer value. So the governor and I released what our kind of priorities were in that. So we will start this next session or next week of the session and start seeing some bills actually make it to the floor of the Senate and the House. All right. So, uh, so again, uh, you're look, we're looking at uh, 1,200 uh, bills in the House and Senate total that would, uh, that would be filed is, is what's expected. And then uh, anywhere from 300 to 400 would actually become law as a result of uh, this year's uh, short session. That's typically what we see. Yes. So it'll be somewhere in that neighborhood. All right. And then again, um, of course, uh, as, as far as uh, a look ahead toward next week, uh, what do you uh, foresee happening there? Well, the House will um, be actually voting on their vaccine mandate bill. 
and they will be sending it over to the Senate. We'll see that happen this next week. Uh, we will see some of the bills uh, that the Senate has heard in committee actually start to reach the floor of the Senate. Uh, so it, it's still early in the session. Uh, and of course, once a bill is filed, then the bill is assigned to a committee and you have to have a committee hearing. And after the committee hearing, then it reaches the floor of either the House or Senate where it is eligible for amendments. And then, of course, the final vote is taken. And that will all take place on the on the bills that move through the House and Senate. Uh, that'll end right around the 1st of February. And at that point in time, uh, the bills will then the House bills will go all over to the Senate and start that process over again, and the Senate bills will go to the House. So we're at the beginning of the process. We should start to see more bills start to reach the floor of the Senate um, because committee hearings did take place this week, uh, and we will see bills reach the floor of the House and then, of course, start to exchange and come over to the other bodies. But uh, still early in the session, but a lot of bills, uh, some of the bills that we'll be focused on, I mentioned, was the employer mandates for vaccines. Uh, we'll also see bills uh, regarding tax cuts, because that is something that the governor and the House and the Senate have both said that all, all three have said that they want to put in place a tax credit this year. Uh, and that is on top of the taxpayer refund credit that every taxpayer will see on their tax bill this year. Uh, but there will be a number of other bills, some of which I probably could tell you right now that are going to make it through the process and some that will actually uh, work their way through the process that we won't be expecting. But it will be exciting, and I'm, I'm looking forward, Tom, to coming back on your program and talking to you about some of those bills as we start to see the, them make it to the floor of the Senate. And then eventually, of course, uh, you have the uh, the conference committee uh, where that process, uh, I know it's rather uh, rather co uh, complicated, but at the same time, I mean, this, this is part of the, uh, the, uh, the bill uh, and the legislative process. That's right, Tom. At the end of, at the end of February, beginning of March, all the bills that have gone through the House and, and the Senate, both houses, but there's disagreements on them, uh, those bills will be assigned to conference committee where the House and the Senate will meet, and they'll try to iron out the differences that they have. And if they are able to, which they are on most bills, then those bills will go back to both houses for votes, uh, to the respective houses for votes. So uh, the conference committee process will happen at the very end of session, you know, sometime around the 1st of March. And that is when those bills that where there are disagreements, uh, they'll start to work on how they can come to some kind of, um, some kind of, um, oh, what is it? Uh, like a consensus know, kind or? Of a concurrence. Yeah, yeah, they'll come up with a concurrence. All right. So with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll be back with more with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. 
Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod. I'm Tom Snape as we continue our conversation with Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch. And, of course, we had talked about the, the process uh, uh, January through February. Then, uh, And then uh, once we get into February, is it uh, pretty much more the same as far as, uh, as far as the legislative process is concerned? It'll be the same process that we saw in the month of January. Uh, the bills will just have moved to the opposite house. So all the Senate bills in January, I'm president of the Senate, so I conduct the Senate. The Senate's hearing their own bills. And then at the end of January, those bills, first part of February, the bills that the Senate has passed out of their house, they'll send over to the House of Representatives and vice versa. And then that starts that process all over again in each of the houses. So a bill has to be voted out by both the House and the Senate, and then it goes to the governor for his um, signature. All right. So, again, uh, uh, as the uh, the process continues on, and uh, that's, of course, something uh, we'll obviously be keeping uh, keeping an eye on as, uh, as we move through the uh, month of uh, January and then on into February and uh, ultimately in March when uh, the session is scheduled to end. And, of course, as you mentioned, uh, you're uh, president of the Senate uh, when it gets gaveled into session. But, uh, however, uh, constitutionally, uh, you have other duties as lieutenant governor. Yes, actually, um, you know, statutorily, I head up four agencies in Indiana. And you know what, Tom, I probably have more duties and responsibilities than any other lieutenant governor in the country. Because in most states, the lieutenant governor acts if the governor is incapacitated. And that's true in Indiana. As you mentioned, constitutionally, I'm president of the Senate. Statutorily, I head up four agencies. So I'm secretary of agriculture and rural development. I also head up our housing and community development authority, the office of community and rural affairs, and the destination development corporation, which encompasses tourism. Uh, so uh, I have a pretty busy, um, pretty busy day and a pretty busy week and a pretty busy month and year. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, it's uh, and and I I have noticed that I noticed that early on about how uh, the fact that the uh, lieutenant governor in the state of Indiana has uh, so many things on their plate, and uh, and of course uh, you're you're no exception. <laughs> Well, that's absolutely right, Tom. And, you know, I take on a number of initiatives that also I try to focus on. Uh, I am chair of the Intellectual and Developmental Disability Task Force. We have 100,000 Hoosiers who have autism, cerebral palsy, or Down syndrome. And we work to ensure that they can live in safe, affordable, accessible environments. Uh, But I also um, have launched the Lieutenant Governor's Roundtable on Mental Health. It's a private-public partnership to be able to come alongside the state and amplify what the state is doing in mental health, but then fill in the gaps where they're needed. Uh, And the General Assembly and the governor has put a priority on mental health. 
this last session in 2021, they appropriated an additional $100 million for mental health. Because the human cost of this pandemic is huge, Tom, and it's going to exponentially grow for years to come. And not just the cost to our families, but the cost to our workforce and the cost to our budgets, whether we're in the public or the private sector. I traveled the state many times over, and when I talk to school superintendents or teachers, boy or Girl Scout leaders, anyone that deals with young people, they will share with me that the amount of panic, anxiety, depression, suicide ideation, acting on suicide, and self-harm is greater than they've ever seen among our young people. And Tom, that's the future of Indiana. But before COVID, one out of five Hoosiers struggled with mental health or addiction. And we all know those members out there that have those Hoosiers that have faced those challenges and might be our own family members. And my family's no exception. My mother suffered from depression. My sister committed suicide. And my brother's an alcoholic. Those Hoosiers that inherited genes that predispose them to these conditions deserve an opportunity to be successful in life. And we're working to give them the tools and the services to do that. Um, so I am excited about what lies ahead. I'm inspired by what the state is doing and what we can do in the private sector to be able to help those who are facing the challenges of mental illness or addiction. Yeah, and that's the thing is that uh, it doesn't matter who you are or uh, how uh, how far um, you advance in your career and life and so forth that you're, you're touched by this issue and especially the um, you know the uh, the pandemic uh, kind of uh, uh, fanning the flame so to speak of all the uh, the problems and uh, you know it's, it's a good thing that uh, mental health is uh, being uh, looked at uh, and considered nowadays. Oh, absolutely, Tom. Um, you know, it's going to take all of us, and we welcome all voices to the table as we work together to be able to face the, the massive challenge we have before us. Um, but, you know, we're Hoosiers, and we always rise to the occasion, and regardless of the challenge we have before us, I'm always optimistic that we will, we will be able to overcome any obstacle out there because we will act with purpose uh, and we're, because we're Hoosiers. And uh, to uh, conclude here, uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, uh, lighten things up a little bit, uh, a thing that uh, you've got going on right now, the 2022 Hoosier Women Artist Exhibition. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Do you know, the Hoosier Women Artist um, Contest uh, allows women artists from Indiana to be able to submit their artwork. Uh, and then it is judged and we then bring the winners to the state house and uh, recognize them. And then their artwork will hang in the offices of the female statewide office holders and the first ladies, the residents, uh, to be able to showcase them to the public and really promote and support our female Hoosier artists here in Indiana. Uh, it's been going on for a number of years, and I'm always inspired by the work that is submitted and by the artists that we have here in Indiana. All right. And then so, uh, so again, that's, uh, we have uh, 
information on our uh, website, wrbiradio.com, regarding the 2022 Hoosier Women Artist Contest. And uh, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, uh, anything else before we let you uh, go about your Friday? No, I just am uh, optimistic about 2022. Of course, COVID is still with us. And I would encourage every Hoosier um, to get vaccinated if they haven't, uh, if they choose not to, to wear a mask and to social distance and, you know, practice proper hygiene so we can keep ourselves and our family members and neighbors safe as we move forward into 2022. All right. Well, Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, uh, we appreciate you joining us this morning and uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, again in the future. Thank you, Tom. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. You too. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.